Hello, Pastor Deborah here again, and we are in another word of encouragement video for you coming from my living room. Yeah, that's where I always do my recording, sitting at a door, looking out over beautiful Perdido Bay. I do have my shade down today because it's very sunny and overcast, but Welcome. This is the Zoom studio of Agape Love. Love is Here's Ministries. I am using a motion video by Pixabay. If you notice a little difference now in my height, I just adjusted my computer's camera. So I'd be more in the picture with just a little bit above me. Now, as you know, I'm not using a green screen. So if my hand disappears, or weird things happen around my hair. That's just the background coming in. I tried my one that I did a homemade one. Don't like it. Too cumbersome. Have one for the chair. Don't like it either. And I don't want to buy one of those big ones that are like a screen. Because my living room is also a living room. So I just do with what I got. No green screen. So you just have to put up with my hair and sometimes my hand disappearing. I hope you don't mind. Well, this video, as you can see, is filled with hearts because this is going to be about love. Mm -hmm, that's right. And this is number 20 of 2022. Remember, I'm trying to bring you a word of encouragement each week. That means I have to have 52 of them. For the year 2022. And we're just in number 20. We're moving along. But I got a long way to go. Now, so let's get started. This one has a long title. And it says, does your Lord, your God, whom you worship and serve and pray to, and give praise for, does he do or does she do mighty things for the oppressed, for the hungry spiritually, for words of spirit and life, words of freedom and healing, deliverance? Does your God talk about those things? Does he speak about them? Is he even thinking about them? And if you are one of those people, would he even be thinking about you? Does your God that you serve care about the spiritually blind? Those that are bent over and drag and hold their head down with no uprightness in their walk. Does your God that you serve and worship and pray to, is he a father, a shepherd? Can he provide a spiritual mother to all who are spiritual orphans? That is my question for you today. Here, in word of encouragement number 20, in 2022. We're going to use some scriptures to help us. But first, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, 
the God and Lord of King David, of Israel, of Pastor Deborah, the God of the Holy Bible. Mm -hmm. We pray to you and ask your help that as I, Pastor Deborah, teach, that you will apply your spiritual anointing to the words. They will bring forth spiritual life, newness, spiritual illumination to those who are listening. We need all the help you can give us, Father, through your Holy Spirit, our teacher. So help us to understand you versus all the other gods and goddesses that are out there. Help us to see that maybe what we are worshiping as a God, praying to, serving, praising, maybe it's not a loving God, does not have a family, does not care for the oppressed or the sick or the lame spiritually. But help us to see you as the God who cares about the oppressed, the blinded ones spiritually, the lame, the weak, those who have been so humiliated, trafficked in all kinds of abuse, who do not know the truth and are still stuck in the veil of the flesh of the soul and don't even know you as a loving father and that you want to be their spiritual father to their spirit, to birth them again, help us to see you and desire you as our God and as our father. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, we're going to go to the scriptures. Psalms which were written by King David. He was the second king of Israel. He came into Jerusalem. He was a politician, administrator, a royal leader. He wasn't the high priest, but he had a deep relationship with God since his childhood. Remember, King David at that time did not have the indwelling Holy Spirit inside of him, yet he could come and go in King David, but he could not stay, could not rest, could not settle down. So we want to go to one of his songs, his poems, his petitions, or his prayers to his Lord and God. Psalms 146, 5 through 10. That's going to help us understand his God. The God that you see with this kind of heart and mind towards you. Mm -hmm. Verse number five. Happy is he. That's you, little one. That has the Lord, the God of Israel, the God of Jacob, for his help. Can you say that? That your God is the God of Jacob, and he is your help spiritually? Whose hope 
is in the Lord. The word Lord means owner, king, ruler, is God. So let's look at that again. Whose hope, David says, is in the Lord, his God. Do you have hope in your God that you are serving? Does he have a personal relationship with you? Does he talk with you? Does he love on you spiritually? Does he give you peace? Does he deliver you from being spiritually oppressed from sicknesses and diseases of the spirit? Can he free you from the lust of the eyes and the soul? Can he give you a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision? Can your God that you serve and worship and pray to, maybe you bow down to six times a day, you turn your body to the east to worship him. Is he a loving God? Will he forgive you? If you miss the mark, you don't do exactly what you're supposed to do. Can you hear his voice? Do you see him in your dreams? Do you have visions of him? Or are you worshiping maybe a prophet, maybe a flag, maybe a political party? Maybe you're worshiping the God of this world. What's his name? Satan, which means the adversary of God. Many of us are, and we don't know it. We worship that guy through our soul, and our spirit also worships him, serves him. Others do know that they are worshiping the God of this world, Satan. They know it, and they're proud of it. They don't want you to know it. Their families were promised to it. For generations, they've been serving him behind the scenes to build what? A one world government, a community of nations. Get everybody under control. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of that happening right now. But this God of King David and Pastor, he doesn't do that. He gives you free will to choose. Now, he'll warn you of some bad things that might happen if you choose unwisely. But then if you do choose unwisely, and you ask him to forgive you, he forgives you, takes that disobedience, throws it away into the sea of forgetfulness. His hearts, his love, cover it over as if it never happened. The texts are dissolved. The videos are destroyed. There's no evidence of your disobedience. His love, as you see, fills the sea of forgetfulness, devoured by his love. Verse 6. The Lord, King David's God, he says, made heaven. Does your God claim that they made the heaven? Or do they just try to own it and say it is theirs and protect it by having Something there, maybe in the water. 
We see that a lot in ancient Greece. There were gods of everything. Gods of every animal, every river, lake, spring, valleys, mountains, even of death itself, Hades. Mm -hmm. How about old Neptune? Mm -hmm. And Zeus. There have been gods and goddesses in our lives since we began. Mm -hmm. We started off with what they call polygods everywhere. And eventually we got down to one God, the God of King David. All the others, they were things, spiritual beings, who wanted to be God up in the kingdom of heaven. They were cast down. They got caught by the tail of this Satan guy who used to be Lucifer, a beautiful creature. And they got cast down to earth. Yeah, and you know what they did? At first, they just went nuts. We read about that in the Bible. Before this great flood, they had violence and wickedness everywhere. They got in every animal, every tree, every person. They did wicked, violent, murderous, abusive things to each other. And God couldn't stand that level of perversion and wickedness. Every evil thing that had entered into the hearts of man. So he sent a flood to wash that stuff away. You want to know what happened to those people? Well, their physical bodies were drowned in the flood, but their spirits went into Hades and hell itself, trapped behind bars until a savior could come. And they could hear of the good news of their forgiveness for these sins and be forgiven. And that would be when this young man came as a lamb for God called Jesus the Christ. And he went to a cross and he took all those evil deeds onto himself, the punishment that they should have gotten, which would have been eternal forever separation. Sort of like solitary confinement. But they were, would have been sent to the lake of fire. Totally burned and burning. Tormented for eternity with no hope of ever getting out. But God's love was so full for all of humanity. That he made a way to preserve them. Down in hell, that's for sure. Guarded by demons. Because they had the keys to it until that young man could come and pay the price to set them free. Now, that's another whole story about love. So the, King David is telling us that his Lord, his God, and Pastor Deborah's created, made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is therein. Laws of life and death. Oh, yes, death is a law. It is in everything. But everything operates by law, rules. That's right. And the laws and the rules have to have legal permission to operate. Which death is a spiritual law. It holds, it keeps. 
It has bars. It will hold people in it. It will hold truth in it. Keep light out. Mm -hmm. Death is also ignorance. Even if you're physically alive and your soul is alive. Mm -hmm. A lot of mental health issues are really spiritual issues. But because there's darkness and ignorance and those people trying to help them, call them mental health professionals, they're blinded. They don't know the truth. Verse 7. This God of King David executes judgment, justice for the oppressed. This love, as you say, it cannot stand to see when something has been wronged, things have been stolen, people been hurt and abused. It will not sit back and do nothing. The laws of justice, of love, called love your neighbor, will reach down, and it did, and provide help and forgiveness and strength and power spiritually. Will bring deliverance and freedom, healing to the spiritual ones, you. Also, this love of this God of King David, the creator of heaven and earth, will give spiritual food, nourishment to the spiritually hungry. Your spirit has not eaten true spiritual food that's not polluted or diseased or poisoned with spells and bewitchment. It needs clean, spiritual, living water to drink. It needs the milk of the word. It needs the bread of life in it. It needs meat and even some wine. Yeah, but you're not getting that spiritually from your gods that you have been serving. You're being fed spiritually. Bad food. Polluted water. If you're getting anything. At all. Your spirit may be on a trance, laid out, barely breathing, tied down. And when it's needed for some spiritual purpose by Satan and his things that work with him, they'll wake you up. They'll use you. And what do they do? They might go into. Other people, animals, make decisions, work on computers. It's a powerful world, that realm, where God is and your spirit. So this Lord of King David, he desires through his love to loose you, deliver you, set you free from the spiritual prisons that you're in, darkness, ignorance, chains, and fetters, to those taskmasters that you don't even know. Some do. I've worked with many who were born into multi-generational Satanism, the occult, witchcraft. They know that they serve Satan, the adversary of God, here on the planet Earth. They know that. 
Others have been deceived and think that it is an angel they're serving or an energy. Mm -hmm. Or maybe a goddess. But it's not who they think it is. And King David is saying, this God of love knows this is happening. And that you are spiritual prisoners. And that fear of death is always around. With most gods, the fear of death, if you do not obey everything to a T, guess what? You will die. You'll be punished. Be taken spiritually to a black tank. Filled with nothingness and tortured, abused. And what happens to the spirit? It can't cry out. Nobody will hear it. It can. But it will just sort of disassociate and create something that will be tortured, that will go through it. Maybe it loves it. While the real them tries to run and hide. And if all they can do is go into a trance, asleep, they will. You see me keep looking down. It's because I'm looking at my notes. Darkness has put a spell of concealment on the spirit, a bewitchment. It's covered by the flesh of the soul, the lust of the eyes, the lust of its appetites, and the pride of life. Those are the chains and the fetters that hold it in captivity to the soul, which was to be just a helpmate. But the soul became the head, the ruler of the spirit, where the spirit was to be the king of the soul. And the soul was to be a helpmate, to help the spirit reflect and speak out and express out through the physical body the words of love, of this God of King David got all messed up. And now we're a mess. Pastor Deborah was like that and so many others. But once we get that all straightened out by love, the God and Lord of King David, mm -hmm, who cares for you? Then we start all over and we start teaching you as babies. You need lots of words of encouragement, teaching slowly. So your spirit can be fed on truth now, milk of truth, living water of truth, mm -hmm. and grow and learn in a spiritual family with a mama. Pastor Deborah is a mama, spiritually. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. And then the son is there, and he is the word expressed and when he speaks to you out of his word, it is, is, it is as if the Father himself is speaking to you. For he tells us, the Father and I are one. I am in him, the word says, and he is in me. So when you hear Jesus, you read the words. It's the Father speaking. Jesus was always pointing back to the Father, his source. Who sent him to help us? Verse number eight. The Lord, the King. The Lord, the King. The God of King David of the Bible. 
opens the spiritual eyes of your understanding, lights your spirit's condition, its eyes, so it can see and hear, perceive, and understand of you who have been spiritually blind. Does your God do that? Does he unblind your spiritual eyes so you can see him and understand him and know him? That's my question to you as a word of encouragement. The Lord and King of King David loves the righteous. He loves his justice and judgment on the evil, wicked ones. They came and stole you from him, bewitched the soul. Its name was woman. Bewitched it, caused confusion to occur in their thinking. Challenged the words of God about a tree and its fruit. Stirred up, brought to life the lust of the eyes, for the fruit looked pretty. Stirred up the lust of the tongue in its appetite. Must be good and taste good for food. And then the pride of life came. Oh, he's keeping something from you because he won't let you eat of this tree. Oh, if you eat of this tree, Satan said, you would be like him, a god. They didn't know they were already little gods, children of this god. Made in his image and likeness. Pride got stirred up. Desiring to be something. A god. The mind, the soul was working. Satan was talking to the helpmate, the woman. Who was not given direct communication from this father. And was not directly told the commandment as Adam was the spirit being called man, of do not eat from that tree. Right there, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God knew if they did, they would have experience personal. And he said, if you did, you would surely die. They did not know what die meant. Death was in the world. It was waiting for the disobedience to the law of God to come to life. And when that woman, Took a bite. Nothing happened. Now her husband was right there with her. Adam in another dirt body. So she gave it to him. He took a bite. The Holy Spirit left. Darkness. Instantaneously. The spirit sunk. Down into the flesh. The flesh of the soul now, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the appetites and the pride of life ruled the spirit. The spirit became one with, married to, would cling to, follow after this helpmate, the soul. Mm -hmm. Bad things happened. Now, God was not caught. This God of love was not caught off guard. He knew they were babies. But he's going to have to do a lot of work to help them. But his plan to show Satan and his adversaries that love and forgiveness was more powerful than anything. 
and that out of death could come life. Mm -hmm. God's plan was at work, but he was going to have to hold. <laughs> but he had issues with these creatures. So King David is telling us the spirit became blind, a partner with its soul. But the God of King David, the God who desires to be this child's father, his love was always at work, but it couldn't be a father to what had just happened. The spirit became perverted and evil and wicked in the soul. So the only way to save it was for both spirit, soul, and physical body to die. And that's what happened on the cross. We call it the escape goat. Was, everything was laid on it. The son, Christ Jesus, took it away into the wilderness. And the little ones were forgiven. They were birthed again when they believed in this son and his father and the sacrifice. Life came out of death. New birth occurred. New children never been created before because of this God of love for the oppressed. So he loves his judgments that were coming. His acts, his deeds, they were righteous and full of love. And all those that were his spiritually and got lost to him, probably you, they would be found, birthed anew, and he would become their eternal father, never to be separated an orphan again, spiritually from him. Verse number nine, the Lord, King David's God, we learn a little bit more about him. King David tells us that this Lord of his and preserves and sustains the spiritual strangers. That's you before you get born again from him. He knew he had to preserve you. Where did, even if you died, not knowing him, you would be preserved in Hades, in prison cells. And when this young man came, he was given the keys, the authority and dominion to the gates, the authority of hell and death itself. He went in. He opened up the cells to all those. Every human, no matter what they did, they were preserved. And he went down there and he said, your sins are forgiven you. I have taken them onto myself. The judgment is paid. Justice has been done. You are free. Come with me into the family of God, into the kingdom of heaven. You are free from this place where Satan and death ruled and reigned you. Come. And they all went up in his train, and he took them to the Father, to the throne room, and said, Here are the treasures that you have preserved, even from the great flood out of the darkness. I present them to you. They are your children. You bought them and paid for them on a cross. You redeemed them back to yourself. And you showed Satan and death and hell 
that your love was more powerful than death itself. More powerful, but you paid the legal price through death. Mm -hmm. That is the God of Pastor Deborah and King David. Is that your God or your goddess? Is that your political party? Maybe your political party believes in killing people. Abortion, it's called. Maybe your political party is blind, deaf, and dumb, perverted, and evil, and it's serving Satan and doesn't even know it. Maybe you're serving goddesses or energies or fairies. Or maybe you're serving a god that his symbol is the moon and the star, which King David's God created. So he's not even the God. Maybe you serve a prophet. He's not God either. Maybe you serve and take oaths and vows to a flag. Mm -hmm. Constitution. A government. That's not God. It can be, but it's not the God of King David. King David goes on in verse 9 and says, He, the Lord, my God, revives the spiritual beings out of death. And did you know that one day you're going to get a new physical body? It won't be from this earth. This earth will be gone, burned up, exploded. Maybe the sun will explode and destroy it. And this whole solar system that we are in as the earth and the nine planets will just be gone. But you will get a new body, a glorified body that will never die again, never be diseased. Mm -hmm. A lot awaits us. He's just trying to get us birthed anew so we can be about eternal business. Pastor Deborah is planning to travel to the stars, go to Mars, the moon and beyond. Yeah, on social media. But I can travel there right now in the spirit. My spirit is not limited by earthly means at all. Mm -hmm. There are other creatures on other planets in other solar systems that you have not yet met. And they need to know about this God as well. Mm -hmm. Everything, all of creation, every animal, the wind, the trees, the mountains, the water, every creature in it, every cattle, dog, cat, every insect, every roach, every monkey, all need to hear about this love of the King of Heaven, the Father of creation the Lord of King David and Pastor Deborah, and that he loves them. This God, this King of, and Lord of King David, desires for you to be a sheep in his pastures. He will provide you with pastures of green living grass, food, love to eat, water filled with love to drink surround you with his presence where you can find that right now is in the garden of eden which is on planet earth 
Pastor Deborah found it. The entrance was administered to me after I passed a lot of tests, learned a lot of knowledge. I became a shepherd of it. You can come now and be in his presence and learn about him and what Eden used to be like and what the new earth will probably be like. So come. Oh, you don't know the way? He will help you. He'll send some angels. Light, go forth. There'll be angels to show you the way. Maybe when you're meditating or in prayer or in dreams and visions. I'll be there. High on a hill as a shepherd. What's in there? Singing flowers, his presence, his word is always there. Teaching. You may have a little bit of problems. His presence is powerful. And if you read the book of Ezekiel, you will find out when your spirit is not used to the powerful presence of love overflowing in everything, through everything, through the flowers, the animals, your spirit uh, will just can't hold up. Pastor Deborah just fell right on out mm -hmm. as it would wash over me. Feel me in and out of my spirit, healing and delivering it, making it new and helping it to grow stronger. So that may happen to you. But after you grow, you'll be able to stand. And while you're out, the little flowers will be singing over you. Little animals might be just sitting with you, keeping an eye on you, making sure you're okay. Now, yeah, that happens to many, many of you that come. So let's go on. But the spiritual ways, King David is telling us, the deeds and the acts of the spiritual wicked, Satan and his devils and demons, the very spiritual adversaries of this God of righteousness, of love and mercy, forgiveness and joy and peace for your spirit. He's your adversary of all humanity, even all of the earth, every tree and plant, animal, all of nature, on the earth and in the realm of the spirit. These are evil, wicked people. And we see a lot of their image and likeness through people. When they hurt children and animals, they lie, cheat, steal, kill, murder, abuse, become corrupt. That's Satan's image and likeness himself. So he is saying, these ways of that guy, the adversary of this love of this God, is Satan and his demons, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life that comes from your physical body and your soul and your spirit. Verse 10, the Lord of King David, the God and King of life itself, shall reign, love and life reign forever. It went to the courtroom on a cross. It paid the legal price for you. It held under years and years of being laughed at, mocked, 
abused. And it is still here, shining out brightly through many people, through many different ways. We see light, love, and life coming from animals to people, children to children, teddy bears to children, women to women, men to women, men to men. Love is working. It's trying and doing battle against death, hate, and the evil, wicked deeds of Satan, the very adversary of King David's God and you. Don't you think that they're not real? They are. So in verse 10, King David is telling us, God of love reigns forever. He is even the God of Zion. That's right, your spirit. And Zion is considered by God to be his daughter, so to speak, spiritually. And in that city of Zion, he wants to build his temple spiritually in here, where he can build his holy of holies, where his Holy Spirit can come in. And inside of that, he can flow out words of love, light to you, reassurance, steady you, words of freedom and deliverance, healing for all of the issues of the spirit can feed you, nourish you, guide you, and lead you all through his love for you as a father. Mm -hmm. So this word of encouragement is to ask you, is this your God that you are serving, the God of love? Does he give you free will? Will he let you go your way without punishment? Will he force you to love him, be intimate with him? Will he let you go to hell? Mm -hmm. But you know what he's done? He has asked me to pray. There is a cross at the entrance. I now have the keys to hell, death, and the grave. I put a cross there with a young man still on it, speaking out to you saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And you will be stopped. There will be an angel there with a cup of cool water for you to drink. If you believe in those words, accept that and that water. You go right on up. You never go into hell. And many won't do that. And I've gone to hell myself. There's a story on the website called 72 Virgins. Christ Jesus went into hell and preached the word of God about himself. And I have been given the keys to hell, death, and the grave, full authority and dominion over hell, death, and the grave. So I go many times into hell. And I preach to those who are still there and being tormented. And I tell them about this God of love who cares for them, desires to be their father. You go read 72 Virgins. Excellent story. So in this word of encouragement, is this your God that you pray to and worship? Is he a God of love for you and others? If not, he wants to be your father and your God and your Lord. And if you would like that right now, this moment, just say, I want that God of love in me. And it is done. Mm -hmm. He will give you a Hebrews 
412, right then and there, out your spirit will come from the soul. You'll begin to nourish you, feed you with the milk of his word. You might make me your spiritual mama so I can teach you and guide you and nourish you, comfort you, guide you and lead you. You might make others, but love will be in you now. The darkness will give way. Light will come. The chains and the fetters will fall off because the old you is dead spiritually. Then your soul must learn to die to what it is right now today. And you have to teach it and talk to it and say, no, we don't think that anymore. We're a child of love. We're a child of the light, the child of the God and King that David served. And he wants us to be different. So you have to work now with your soul so it will be transformed into its new role as your helpmate. So it can express out through it this love, not the love of the world, not love through the world, but God's love. And you will get control over your physical body, its appetites of sex and food and drink, what you look at and what you think is important. Everything will change through love of a father. So, Father, you help them to become what you desire them, to become a love child, mm -hmm. filled with your love, as King David and Pastor Deborah are. One day I'm going to meet King David and say, thank you for writing those psalms. They were beautiful. Mm -hmm. I didn't have video back then. Now we do. So I plan to be going out to Mars on YouTube and videos to the moon and beyond, even long after I'm gone. And then I'm planning, if I'm allowed to, to come back in dreams and visions to help you. Or I'll be teaching on other planets because all creatures, everything has to be told about this father of love, that he is God, their creator. He is Lord, he's owner by rights of creation, and he's the father of love and light himself and no other. All right, that's your word of encouragement for today. I'll see you next week in another video, words of encouragement from the Zoom studios in my living room. Bye. This is Pastor Deborah. Bye-bye.